What do we do on a day when there is no flow? When there's an invisible wall in each direction that you turn, everything seems like an insurmountable challenge. And these constricting walls seem to be closing in, going higher and closing in. On such days, I remind myself that it's all my mental masonry that brings these walls into existence. I sit with bags of fictitious sand and cement and concrete and bricks and I skillfully erect these walls around me. They are because I've decided to put them up. They close in because I put wheels under them. And this whole intent of suffocating my own aliveness within these restricting walls is an escape from self, is an escape from love, is an escape from an unprejudiced perspective. It takes a tremendous amount of effort, first of all, to cultivate this unprejudiced, all-loving, all-accepting, open-heart attitude towards everything in life. And then suddenly, this wisdom, this light extinguishes not completely, but yes, it dims. The light dims to a very strange, low, undetectable, intensity. Where does all the energy of the light go? It goes back into me, into this feverish activity of erecting walls around myself. Because there's a sudden sense of nakedness and vulnerability that requires covering up. 
A thousand comparisons with others start springing in the back of my mind. Jealousies and insecurities. I put these bills up on these erected walls and I keep staring at them and I keep staring at them and I keep asking myself the same irrelevant question. How good am I? But then, this is not a very personal experience. It's pretty universal. We all like the isolation, the solitary confinement of the walls once in a while. We think it's a resting place. We think this torment, the self-inflicted punishment, confinement is doing us some good. Then we tell ourselves a story. I'm going to emerge stronger. I'm on a rebuilding spree. I'm taking this time off, proverbial time off. Ladies and gentlemen, time's a myth. And there's no off in the ever-flowing ebb and flow of life. There's only constant, consistent, gorgeous, beautiful movement. There is no stillness. So when I, when I erect those walls around me, I pour this vibrant, moving life force into a container. It hits the walls pretty hard. It splashes all around it. Desires escape. Life cannot stay put. Curiosity is the core call of the soul. It cannot be suppressed. Look around you. From the smallest child to the most elegant lady or gentleman of some age. They're all curious, driven, moving, stirred, and the stirring within is what drives us. And when we put it within those walls, it's excruciatingly painful. The falsehood of the walls, this mirage that seems to be holding us back, is a myth we dispel for our own good, and the sooner we do it, the better it becomes. It's blocking every energy center within us. 
We pack it up tightly with emotions we stack. Bags full of anguish, discontent, disharmony, grudges, regrets, sulking hopes. They're all packed in bags and these gunny bags are stacked against the wall. We know there's an inner flooding coming. Yet, we think we can hold the tempest. We can have these gunny bags and they'll not let the emotional deluge. The life's seeking force can be held back. No, by no means. Ladies and gentlemen, these walls, if you are beginning to imagine them with me, are such a futile exercise in wasting our lives practicing this absurd masonry. We'd rather use our abilities and skills to love, to bring the walls down, to jump over the fence and go out into the lush green meadows of living, to drink from the ponds of affection shared. Guess we are hesitant to look at ourselves in those extremely clear, super reflective ponds of someone else's eyes, because those waters reflect an image that's too perfect, too beautiful to accept, too amazing. Yet, it's our uncorrupted beauty that reflects in everyone who loves us unconditionally. It's that beauty that we are scared of, it's that magnificence, it's that sheer perfection and ability to accomplish anything that we are scared of because we've been conditioned into believing a false story. And that story goes something like this, oh you are imperfect. Now we go out into the world supporting industries that feed like parasites on our feeling of lack, incompleteness, our wounds don't need all the patchwork, the cosmetic covering and layering. What they need is love, recognition, words of encouragement, 
true genuine appreciation for what we do in life and what we contribute to make this world a more beautiful place. We need poems, we need sonnets of love sung in our praises. We need infectious laughter. We need love. We need reminders of our perfect, beautiful existence. We need all the light and the energy that we can get to feed us, to bask in the glory of the shimmering rays of the sun, to bathe in the rain, to quench our thirsts. To enjoy citrus fruits and let the juices go down our elbows as we eat recklessly. To be children. To be fearless, courageous. And courage begins when we pick up the hammer and go after that wall and the moment we make the first impactful strike it all shatters just take some courage to pick up the tools and break down and bring down the walls that we've built. Outside of the walls, as Rumi says, is a vast field. Field of knowing beyond criticism, condemnation, beyond right and wrong. And it's the field of perfection where you and I are playing like there's no tomorrow. And there is no tomorrow, just the beautiful now, playful, joyful, amazing now. And I see our hearts clear. And translucent. And aglow. Our bodies transparent. And we can see through one another. And know how one we are with with the creator with the creation frequencies and purely vibrations all tuned in to the divine tuning fork <laughs>